the grand finale of Dungeon World, The Fate of Blackburn the Lesser, today on This American Dice. Can Donato make it in time to stop Pascal from being killed? He and Comet have already convinced the city guard to assault the palace, but Pascal is under the sword of the leader of the traitorous honor guard. And can they get to who really masterminded this plot? Find out today on this American Nice. He holds it up like the spear to block, like he, I've described him doing several times, and it like breaks. Like she goes through it. And he's just um, kind of dumbfounded looking at this. And maybe that's when the crowd bursts in. Sure. Does that sound and good? It cracks at the, we see nice. her striking these like this kind of like overhand strikes yeah maybe that, it's just uh, over and over and over you know yeah and unlike other people where sh- they would like maybe do this and then clumsily open themselves up to an attack uh in the times where you've attempted to like move she's just kicked you or kicked your leg mm-hmm. um so like like this is clearly like this person is going to kill you like very much you're going to die and then we see this sword come down, this big two-hand overhand uh, Darth Vader strike, yeah. and it uh, it snaps the spear in half, um, maybe seven or eight inches below the head of the spear, mm-hmm. and it kind of comes down and snap, like cuts this thing in half. Something you thought would never happen, ever. Yeah, and um, the. You're holding the the head of the spear, the the shaft of it or whatever it is, uh, skitters like slides to the other side, um, and we see this mob coming up behind her, not in focus, as she's readying this sword to just absolutely cut you in half, and, um, yeah, her last words to you are simply, "Spear child, what a waste," she says, and we see this sword raise up and then these this mob of people come from behind her and we see her kind of swept up cut away what is the next scene that we see and i'm going to give you guys way more ability to uh to narrate this stuff and we're probably not going to make a lot more rolls um i think in keeping with the idea that Zinnar has lost control of this crowd mm-hmm. uh he's definitely like staying with them uh, but like, as soon as he sees a reason to stop, like he would do that. Like for instance, if he's in the room where Pascal is, he'd be like, "Oh, I'm not gonna let you die," and he'll be like, "No, this, not this one," or something like that. Mm-hmm. And like hope, hope they listen to him at least in, in like as far as that goes. And do the same yeah. thing at Comet. Um, I think there was. I think there is. There are some people in the city guard who are like, "Yeah, let's. Yeah, here's another one. He's one of them now." And yeah, you and can, like you can make that argument, and it's it's easier with them because he used to be a city guard, and so some of them it, they're 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 cooled down from that a little more easily. Yeah, plus like we three are like you know kind of heroes as of last yes. night. Like we're recognizable yeah. faces, and so like he would then put his efforts towards like I can't control them anymore. Like I also make sure they don't kill Pascal or Comet. Gotcha. So Comet, do you meet up with these guys? Where, where do you think the three of you guys meet up? Um, I mean, on a long enough timeline, if we all got together, then you two know where the Duke is. So we might be headed in that direction, I perhaps. Well, <clears throat> if I could find you, I would try to bring you. 
if, uh, to where the Duke is, uh, Donato. Uh, I would go to the gates, and then eventually I, I would assume I'd be able to run either into either either gentleman. And then eventually from there, the three of us, I would assume we would eventually reconvene at where the uh, the Duke is. I feel like that's what would eventually happen. Like, if sure. I meet up with Pascal, like, going to the Duke seems like the most reasonable thing for everyone in our situation to do. I mean, I can't imagine where else we would go. Okay. So, you absolutely can do this. I'll say, and I'm just going to say to move things along here, there is an issue of, there is this big mob of these guys who are like, yeah, the Duke lives, but the Duke is nowhere to be found for a while because he's still hidden away. And so you guys can meet up and talk to the Duke. And so, but you do have this mob kind of wandering about uh, the palace, theoretically looking for honor guard who are traitors. Um, but yeah, kind of very uncomfortable situation. And uh, when when the three of you arrive at the at the at the door, Sir Kevin opens the door for you, and the Duke is there, and he says, "Have you have you found them? Have you brought them? Have you brought them to me? Where are they?" I think your people have seen to it. They reached the gates, and I saw them take who I think was the orchestrator of this entire treason. You must address your people. Yes, I must. I think Kevin will kind of chime in and be like, you know, the the Grand Temple is the biggest area where you can speak to people. Perhaps that is the best place to go. Have my people come to the to the Grand Temple. And I'll address them there. And there we can have my coronation. We'll get it done. I... I wish this was better. I... I... I wish it was more of a celebration instead of this tragedy. But when they see that I'm coronated as... as Duke and Emperor, they'll know that not only do I live, but the Blackburn line lives, and our... our foes, whether they're traitors or those hideous orcs, We'll all suffer for this. And to now say, well said, Emperor. Uh, the people have risen up uh, to save to save you as a great tide, but it's time right now to calm these seas and uh, establish your place with us by your side, of course. It's like, thank you for your service. Pascal, maybe, as a defining moment for him, perhaps, he thinks of, uh, what, Stephanie's words, and then looks down at his, like, broken spear and says, uh, well, your majesty, I think maybe the people of Piranesi have, have seen enough suffering. Maybe, maybe after your crown, mercy might be the best course, but I'll leave that up to you. I can't show weakness. Mercy for these traitors, people who've broken their vows. Assassins, hideous murderers, all of them. My father raised me to know that I was, well, that he was the emperor and that I as his heir have to bring back 
peace and greatness to the civilization. A civilization that once thrived and now will thrive again. If we can get rid of those who stand in the way. Well, it's a truly great warrior to know when to sheath his sword and unsheath it. But if you think, you know, if you think that's the best course. This coronation is going to take, even if it's like emergency coronation, we got to swear in the new president, Lyndon Johnson, get get ready. Like, even if it's that situation, um, to do this publicly is still going to take a matter of hours. It's not going to be like, all right, everybody in here, put your hand on the Bible. You're the president now. Like, that's not going to go on. They still need to do this. And so this group of city guard, once they're kind of under control, which itself takes probably an hour or so to get these guys in any kind of manageable direction and then get like people into this, um, like the, the temple it's going to take, um, acolytes and other folks. And of course the person who should be officiating this would be high priest of Alorum. So there's that matter as well so do you tell the kid hey it's what what you think about high priest valorum comet had kind of mentioned that to kevin but sir kevin had remember said like oh high priest valorum wouldn't have the authority to ring that bell donato will have no reason not to tell him i mean he, he tells him what he believes which is like uh the information from farley which is like um yeah he wants you dead he seems like the most obvious candidate um and when I spoke those words, and Donato's gonna like at this point, like keep dropping the fact that like he's the reason all these people came to the castle and like washed everything away. And he's like, and when I spoke those words to the people, it rang true to them. Mm-hmm. They came here to make sure justice was served. So you you tell the Duke then about Valorum. Yes, he will pass on what he his suspicions, what he believes, which is that Valorum is responsible for a plot to kill the Duke. Huh. Okay. What is the thing that, and I'll do this kind of epilogue or, but just like, what is the thing that you say that we don't have to make a role that makes it click in this kid's head that the, basically my grandpa was the one who tried to kill me. Is his grandpa, uh, high priest Valorum acted almost like as a grandfather figure to the kid. Oh, um, in addition to what he's already said, uh, he'll say, um, Oh, the one who entered your bedchamber earlier tonight, uh, and it seems like so many nights ago now, but uh, his name was Farley, and he was a companion of ours, and I kn- we know him. And he told us in strictest confidence that he was hired by the high priest. Um, and he tried to disobey those orders, but that's where those orders came from. Oof. And if, you know, guys, if, if I don't have the whole picture here, feel free to chime in, because this is Donato's whole picture. I mean, it sounds like that sounded like you're just kind of restating the 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 plot. So you're asking me like 
is there some what other is, thing? What I'm... is the thing that makes this this kid click that like like grandpa would never do that to me? Like what is it that makes him say like wait grandpa grandpa did do that? What what really what really changes? Because you're just telling him the story you as you know it. Right. Okay. So what so is what, would what convince is the thing him that he could do such a thing? Yeah. Um, oh, hmm. well, this isn't great for us, but maybe because we were we we're like the the B or C team, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, why would he only send four people to save you when he had the whole army to rescue you, right? Or, or maybe Pascal, like you had sort of like an insight where the true believer who you were talking to was like, we think that like this new generation is inherently wrong. And like he believed that like the high priest was like, I know how to roll it run a kingdom better than you because you're an idiot. Like something like that. Mm, yeah, that's cool too. Is there something we know that we're not getting at, Austin? Huh. No, I, I also don't have a thing. Um I guess that could work if you're revealing uh like Sir Stephanie's motivation to this. I'm trying to think of a way to tie in the orcs, but I to my knowledge, there's no do we have a connection between him and the orcs? Uh no. You don't. I mean, there's always that you can go talk to him. Oh, I mean, I suppose that the truest measure would just be put them in the same room, right? Yeah, put the two in the same room, or do you guys want to talk to Valor well, beforehand? Oh, I, what do you guys think? We gotta clap him in irons at least, right? Yeah, let's. I mean, so while the Duke's getting ready and like in interest of security, like maybe uh -huh. we go to the guy. And then, um, like, go, go talk to him first, I guess. Sure. So, yeah. So, I'm going to say that there hasn't been any kind of, um, like, arrest warrant or whatever issued for the Duke. Uh, it's not been a decree. Uh, maybe if you guys mention stuff, uh, not the Duke, sorry, but High Priest Valorum. So, there hasn't been, isn't any kind of arrest warrant for him or a, uh, royal decree to arrest high priest Valorum. If you had told the Duke about that, he maybe couldn't quite believe it. Like initially. And then if you guys just go to talk to him on your own, as he's getting ready for this coronation ceremony, putting on like uh, all bedecked with uh, like, like I'm dressed like a bishop now, like that kind of a thing, like getting all garbed up and with holy symbols and that other stuff to further um imbue official status on this kid as emperor and duke um he and acolyte brother uh amari will will see you as he's getting all these things ready he's carrying this gigantic book uh brother amari is and uh high priest valorum is carrying some other symbols of this the faith i feel like uh Comet would have like the most insight. The high priest, so like Zenata's gonna sort of take his cues from him. Okay. <clears throat> I feel like uh at this point this is when they would switch and Comet would be in control of uh his body and eventually as we're we're all there, I think um I think Comet would just be very straightforward. Does, mm -hmm. that, or, does that make sense? Yeah. And just say, 
You ran into um, Farley. And we were told some disturbing things about you. Go on. You had hired him to kill the Emperor. I think Amari is like kind of taken aback at like almost like the oh the 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 the, the, the temerity the oh how dare you and like he's like doing like the oh my monocle fell out kind of a like almost like oh god my um, god yeah and he says Farley was always in Farley was always a ne'er do well he was brothers he brothers. He was friends with the soon-to-be emperor's brother, his late brother. I know he went with you on that mission, and I appreciate his going. But the fact that he never returned, if he still lives, why not return? Why not return with you? I don't think this is a man to be trusted. Comet, this isn't a place to place your faith. He attempted to kill the Emperor. We And I'll look at the others to corroborate the story. We found his poison everywhere. He was working on someone else's orders, and the only person he got orders from, we all got orders from, but from you. And Comet's going to look at him and, like, tears will well up and I'll be like, please don't let it be true. But tell me you trusted me. And he'll look at you and he'll just kind of stare in your eyes for a moment. And he'll say, Brother Amari, take these set things up for me and if need be when the duke when the duke is ready to be cor- for his coronation if need be you've you've seen me go through this and read these enough carry out the rituals as need be in the rights of the in the rights of the faith and he's like uh it's the kind of thing of like oh dad how am i supposed to go do this kind of a look and but eventually he kind of bows and uh, High Priest Valorum kind of moves you back more toward like an office. Okay. And uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's super ripped. It, it, he just flexes and the whole vestments pop off because of rippling muscles. Sick. No. Um, and he uh, he just sits down behind his desk and he'll say You're right. Farley was not a man to be trusted. Farley was a thief and then assassin. A man who would kill for money. I don't doubt that he came to to kill the Duke. Where is he? I don't know. That's a shame. That's someone who you should not trust. And that's someone who should be brought to justice. 
He should be done away with. Honestly, for everyone's safety. Did you find the traitors? I'll look at Donato and Pascal, and I'll take a step back, so because they've dealt with them a little bit more than I have. Uh, is this a good time to discern realities? We, I don't think we need to make any kind of rules here. Okay. Truthfully. Well, Donato's very on the fence. If, like, if you've if you've got a question, you can ask it of me, or you can ask just him, and we well, can figure it out from there. Well, the question would be: Are you a traitor? <laughs> Which is sort of the crux mm-hmm. of the conversation, right? Yeah. Um, because everything Donato had believed up to this point was very much like you're you're the guy. Uh, and this, I mean, it would make total sense that if he was, this is exactly how you would act. Yeah. But uh, I mean, Donato does unless there's something I'm forgetting. I don't believe he has any more evidence uh, to like to like flop down here, apart from okay. knowing where Farley will be tomorrow night. Sure. Um. So he'll he'll say this. All of the traitorous honor guard. Have you found? Have you found them? And you guys can just make that up. Yes. No. We're still. I mean, looking. at this point, yeah. Yes, or close to it. I imagine. Yeah. They're in the dungeon or far away, like escaped, self-exile. Hopefully. I'll say the older honor guard, the ones who had come from the capital, they were given important positions in the court in the last 15, 10 or 15 years after the calamity, after the siege of the capital. The horrors they saw, they didn't want to see again. They would rather enjoy their posts at a palace then enter back into that nightmare, a nightmare of war against a against a horrible enemy. And I understand it. But that's that's why they invited them in. I'd always known Stephanie to secretly harbor a grudge against the Emperor. His grooming new, uh, a new batch of honor guards, fanatically loyal to himself, willing to to claim him as emperor, wanting to push to regain the capital. She never liked it. She was always opposed to it, and she knew what it would meant mean. She knew what it meant to go to war and to go to war against the orcs. I guess letting the orcs in was a way to thin out the ranks of not only the royal blood, but those honor guard who weren't uh, copacetic with her own thoughts on this. Make the city seem too weak to ever try anything. Get rid of those who were fanatically devoted to it. That That's madness. You're saying that the honor guard acting alone decided to allow the orcs into the city with the hope that they only kill those who they didn't approve of? What kind of plan is that? It's a far-fetched one. Very far-fetched indeed. But it worked, at least to a certain degree. Most of those honor guard killed were the ones defending the duke and his family. You'll notice the, uh, the old guard were tucked away in safer spots. 
That's how they were able to survive. The city was much, much weaker. And theoretically, if... I guess, according to her logic, if... The young duke had died, then... I... I guess we would have just been left with the horrors of fighting the orcs. And, uh, no desire to face them again. Are you suggesting, then, that the Honor Guard has had a line of communication with the orcs. I'm not sure how they could have contacted the orcs. But they were the ones in the place to make sure that they could get into the city, into the palace even, most effectively. As part of what, an alliance? I don't think the orcs are something you ally with. You don't ally with thunder. Would that we could be so lucky. Yeah. You don't ally with an earthquake. It's just destruction. Does this take of events jive with our knowledge of what the honor guard was doing as they were trying to get the Duke away? The honor guard who were trying to get the duke away, you know, were just trying to save him. They, they were, were the loyal. They were loyal, younger honor guard who were trying to save him and were just f basically fleeing with him to try to figure out what to do later. I see. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, to Donato, this all more or less checks out as far as the older honor guard, but he's still very on the fence. I mean, he's basically say as much as he likes to turn to Pascal and Comet and say, especially Comet, and I'll be like, um, uh, this is a man you know far more intimately than I ever have or intend to. Uh, the judgment of his guilt, I'll leave that to you and the Emperor. I like look at both of you and uh, sort of take a step back. I'll look at both uh, Donato and Pascal and just say, Go to the inauguration, make sure it goes okay. I'm just going to stay here. Tanato has no objection to that. He definitely wants to be at the inauguration next to the Duke. <laughs> yeah, Pascal just slowly nods and it's fine with that too. And when they leave... Uh, I'm going to close the door and I'm going to put the mall in front of the door. Mm -hmm. And then I'm just going to sit down across from him. And he'll, he'll, he'll speak first and say, you've changed. I know you had been a man of quiet study and this great violence and calamities that you've seen can certainly change people, but you've changed more than that. Am I am I still speaking to the to the man who I once viewed as a brother as a as a son in the faith? Right now you are, yeah. Excellent. Glad to see that he's not gone. I've lost a lot.
We all have. We have. We're supposed to guide the Duke. You and me, yeah? That's what you promised? That's what we're gonna do? I'm old. My time to guide is... There's not a lot of sand left on that side of the hourglass. You! You could guide him. But again, you've, you've changed. In earlier days, I would have said you'd be, make a perfect man to do this. But now... I don't know. You seem different. And it I'm frightens different. That difference frightens me. Not merely because it's different. Not merely because it's new. Because it seems rash. Because it seems dangerous. Because it seems like the kind of thing that... The kind of things that could lead him and the city into... Something terrible. I worry for those things. If you... If you help to raise him, if you help to lead this city, please take caution. Using forces. War is a terrible thing. It's... It's a sacrifice that's too great. Trust me. I know of great sacrifices. And he's going to furrow what great sacrifices. He'll look at you and say, You already know. I've Not lost it. sons. A son. A grandson. Nearly another. I worry that I've lost another, and he points to you. My whole life has been about sacrifice, and I was willing to make these sacrifices always in service to, to stop some greater suffering. We can heal with a touch, Kamet. That's a power that's given to us because of our because of our faith. War, especially the, the war the kind the Duke sought, that isn't something that can be healed from. The calamity of the, the siege of the capital, it's a massive open wound on our whole civilization that still hasn't been healed. And he wanted to further pull it open? No. I wanted to make sure that that didn't happen. And I was willing to sacrifice what I needed to, to do this. So it is true. I don't want power. I'm old. Putting a crown on my head would be, 
as useless as crowning a man on his deathbed. It's not a matter of pride. I remember the calamity. I remember the times before it. I didn't want to see that much death again. And if I could sacrifice something, someone, some ones, even people so important to me, I would do it to make sure that we were saved from greater despair that other people were saved from losing their sons, their daughters, their grandchildren. And if in the end, I'm executed for this, I consider that less of a sacrifice than anything else I've done. Comet's gonna sit for a moment and go, I will raise the boy. He will be strong. And he will be empathetic. He will back away from no fight, but... He will learn to love and honor his people and defend his people. Not for conquest, not for glory. That's what I promise for for you. I guess that's all I can ask at this point. You know, there were times where I would say that you should be the one leading these people. There were times I thought that someone like you, apart from the world, would best, would be, would be the one best set to command parts of it. If you're going to, if you're going to raise him, keep all of that in mind and promise me that, please promise me, all I can do here is ask. That if his father's itch for conquest is raised in him, that you'll stop it. I promise. You have to do something for me, though. He says something else. Something else? I didn't ask for anything before. I've I've something to do for you. If you truly intend to keep that promise. I do. You need to you need to call Brother Amari back in. Return the book. And then what happens? Then what we said can take place. Mm. But if the coronation goes on as it's planned, then you won't be raising the boy. Cut to Donato and Pascal. You guys are setting up stuff for the coronation. Of course, dramatic irony. You don't know they were just talking about this book. Uh, Brother Amari has set this thing out. Imagine like a big um, 
I mean, it's a huge book. Like, imagine like a big old-timey giant illuminated Bible, like where it's this huge thing, and in it is probably histories, but also um, important documents that he's probably going to have to read as part of his coronation. And um, uh, yeah, what are you guys doing in this process? Donato will be kind of trying to like make himself seen, like be helping, like be like, oh, I'm a, I'm one of the celebrants essentially. Like, you know me, I'm the guy who saved the city, saved the emperor, is like the, one of the main guys at this court. Like mm -hmm. he'll be like making himself like, like helping out, doing stuff, setting things up. And Pascal, what's his deal? What's he up to? I think maybe at this point he is wearing the, uh, the honor guard armor mm -hmm. and he has, um, I guess like another spear, like not his, the god of spears, but just like he's maybe unique in that he has a spear instead of the sword that everyone else does. Okay, I think he's just making. He's like watching the duke. If the duke, he's in this room, right? I assume, or he's not um, here yet. He's yeah, he's probably he gonna... bathing himself or something. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, imagine anointing. Like a, yeah, he's being like, like getting all dressed up but i think yeah. like a wedding like the bride doesn't come out right away right kind of a deal exactly yeah so maybe he's just you know being a guard <laughs> like, okay in this room sure should i just go back to this scene with uh comet and the high priest either way um unless unless uh one of us gets bookie hmm what would yeah. be the dramatic way to deal with this uh, where we could have Comet just come out and be like, Amari, get that book. Or uh, is, uh, or does something go off about this in some other way? One option would be if Donato was like, I'll set up that book. Absolutely. If, if it's like a book-based trap or something like that. I'll just go ahead and tell you, yes, it is. I could see that happening if you think, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm totally down. And if you think that's interesting, 100% down. Um, but if you want it to be more of like a, is the Duke get it or not, mm -hmm. then uh, it might be a, a race for comment or something like that. Uh, all right. So yeah, we see Donato flipping, like looking at this book that's been set out there. Um, it would be weird for him to be like, I'm just going to thumb through this Torah at the beginning of a uh, little David's bar mitzvah over here. Well, maybe like more like a, he, like he knows where like the, the bookmarks are. Like he knows that like where the passages should be. So he's going to like set it out or like something okay. like that. Okay. Um, maybe Amari is going through it with you because some of this stuff is heavy and needs to be moved. Um, yeah, so we see Donato and Amari going through this book and kind of moving things. And maybe Amari is checking these passages with Donato mm -hmm. that they're in the right spots. Uh, Comet, we'll hop back to you. Okay. Uh, I mean, I immediately attempt to do that. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's the dramatic way to reveal this thing? Um, is it just Comet just gets it and we, we see it just as Donato was about to open up the last of these bookmarks and Comet grabs the book out of his hand. I'm just going to close it and just go, you're not a librarian. You don't know you don't what you're doing. You, you don't know what you're doing with this. His hands were in the book, though. They're crushed. <laughs> oh, you're so strong. My playing hands. Yeah, my yeah. absolutely flattened hands. Oh, yeah, you wanted to be a librarian, right? Wasn't that like your dream? It's still my dream. Yeah, nice. Um, 
Yeah, so that absolutely happens. Nice. Uh, I'm going to say Vloran's taken care of. And I'm just going to nod. Uh, okay. Um, I feel like Donato, the question on his lips would be like, did he do it? No. He was, he was innocent. Hold on. Huh. All right. Well, we're going to need this book <laughs> for when he gets here. He wanted to see it first. Oh. All right. So BRB, I'll be okay. right back. I feel Pascal might like raise an eyebrow, but it doesn't say anything. And I'm just going to heel toe. So do I know what this book does? So um, you, when you bring it back to Valorum, it'll become like blatantly obvious. The book itself is, yeah, like histories and kind of like a religious text of the area. Kind of like, um, imagine... uh, like American history smushed with the Bible together. Um, the <laughs> greatest, greatest fucking book ever written. Uh, but yeah, Mountain so Dew, Mountain Dew. yeah. Um, when you bring it back to Valorum, can I do something before I bring it back to go for it? Valorum. Can I move the bookmarks? Sure. Okay. Okay. I'm move them. And then so, I'm just going to hold it as I come back in. All right. And he'll say, please, give the book to me. I need to do something. What? If you're, if you're going to raise this child, as you've said, and if I can indeed trust you, then there doesn't need to be any more bloodshed this day. I agree. Give me the book and I'll make sure that that doesn't happen. Can I do a discern realities check? See if this guy is uh, lying to me? Um, He's not. He's not? I'll just tell you. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to hand it to him. Sure. And uh, he looks at the bookmarks and he very quickly can tell you've moved these bookmarks. I didn't know if, like, you could pull one and it would explode or something. No, I think he goes to one of the last bookmarks, the one that we'd almost seen Donato open. Mm -hmm. Um, And there is text written there. And he, before you can read what it says, Mm -hmm. um, he, like, like, licks his finger or whatever it is and smudges it. What was that? And uh, I think you can just tell as someone who'd been a cleric before, mm-hmm. um, there are certain words that when read can kill. Got it. And so it was a trap, but it was, I think it's called Mark of Death. It's a high level cleric spell. Um, so basically that was his fail safe of like, all right, if everything's going to go poorly, when this kid is coronated, he'll just die. Right. Yeah, like, like, yeah. All right, Lyndon Johnson, put your hand on the Bible. This be sworn in, and it's got poison on it, kind of a thing. Right. Um. So, but yeah, he has 
gotten rid of that. And I'm just going to go, this is it. This is the last, uh, this is the last favor that you've asked of me, because you still haven't agreed to mine. Well, what is that? After the coronation, you leave. And you don't come back. And if you do, and he's going to look at the hammer that's been affixed back to uh, the door, and he goes, looks back at him. I'll pop your head like a pumpkin for treason against the Emperor. Twice. And I'll ask uh, Carl and David, what's Valorum's answer to that? Oh, Carl rushed right back. <laughs> he was like, He's out of breath. Didn't make it, didn't make it very far. Um, I think Valorum's answer to that depends on what he wants. Does he want, contrary to what he said, does he want to be like the power behind the throne? No, he's uh, a, a, he's being completely honest with Comet. His fear was uh, this, this was a combination for him, and he can maybe further explain this to Comet. Um... He viewed the possibility of war with the orcs as Blackburn the Ninth's like pride, and that his pride was willing to put his people at this crazy danger, and he didn't want that anymore. And so he felt so the way to save this city and kill everyone was to yes yeah, sacrifice this family, like his own adoptive family, basically, to get rid of them. And uh, and he can even tell you like. Um, he knew that Sir Stephanie and those other folks had different, slightly different motivations. Yeah. Um, he also didn't really like working with them. It was just that their two motivations happened to be similar enough. Well, I mean, I, I would like to say something before you guys give him his answer. Uh, after I say leave, never come back, and I'll smile warmly. And I'll say, you sacrificed enough, and you put enough up for Ilmeda. And I challenge you. Find what you want. Is that a farm? A garden? Someplace quiet? You're allowed to rest. David, Carl, what do you think? Oh, I feel it's interesting if, if he takes that for sure. Uh, I guess my take on it is that he's an idiot, um, <laughs> but that uh, if given what he wants, then I think it makes sense if he was like, you will make sure the Duke is a reasonable person. Yeah, I, I can see him leaving. Okay. So this is where we're going to head into epilogues. As yeah. far as comment at the coronation, uh, he doesn't, the minute he gets back out there, he doesn't leave um, the Grand Valoran side. Uh, and the whole time it isn't, he isn't awkward or like uncomfortable like he normally was uh, when he was, before he was changed. But he's very warm, like almost like he's having like a farewell going away 
thing to celebrate with Valoran. Mm -hmm. And when it's time that they part, uh, and it's almost as if they're going to bed, he um, acts as if they're going to see each other again tomorrow. And the next day when he's there and Grand Valoran is not there, um, he, I would hope Grand Valoran left a letter or a note uh, explaining his absence of him wanting to retire and that this recent um, endeavor has brought him to the realization that he is too old for this. And he looks forward to seeing the man that the Emperor will become. Hopefully from a quiet farm, very, very far away. Um, and I think uh, there there definitely is a character beat during the coronation where it's the three of them. And um, Comet explains his bell tower thing. And uh, at one point, because uh, he still doesn't... <laughs> He said, well, my original idea was I was going to get all the honor guard into the castle, uh, into the chamber room specifically where we found Farley, uh, and I was just going to bring it all down. So I'm really glad it worked out. Um, and this is like when they're like confident in private together. He's like, I'm so glad it worked out. I'm so glad it worked out, you guys. Um, also, that wasn't me. There's a lot of complications, but uh, we're working with it. Um, go ahead, Denial. I, I love that. It, it, he's like, um, well, I, I'm glad this was only known as the Night of the Broken Bell and not the Night of the Ruined Palace. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't roll off the tongue as well. No. Uh, Broken Bell will suit us just fine. That's a nice new name. I mean, we were the Shaft before, but I don't know. Broken bell, alliteration. We're all a little broken, but sure when we hear the sound, we'll come to each other's aid. Yeah, and he'll look over at Pascal like you, like right. Yeah, I think he he uh, he definitely again slowly nods at that. Like, uh. And then do I have to give a uh, an epilogue epilogue of where Comet is after that? Um, ide ideally, whenever I do epilogues, I always like to go around to everybody twice. So you do oh, a perfect. thing that's like in the in the in the soon your 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 epilogue soon to be epilogue and then like farther out after that. That's perfect. So, so we all talk about where we are tomorrow and then we talk about where we are years from now. That is currently where he is. Um, okay, then for a tomorrow, like real short term, um, then I will keep like continue his sort of path of trying to make sure that like he uh, becomes like an indispensable member of like this court in as many ways as he can, which are largely like social functions. Because uh, he's kind of angling towards becoming sort of like um, like an advisor to the Duke or like a master of whispers type of thing. And in, in the short term, he also discovers what um, well the. I presumably information related to Comet, where it's like, oh, the High Priest had a way of contacting the orcs, and not only contacting them, but like influencing them. And that'll be extremely interesting to Donato. He's gonna like 
gather as much of that stuff as he can because he wants to study it on his own. Okay, I got one for Pascal too now. I think uh, just a very minor scene, like uh, during the coronation, um, he's in the uh, the honor guard, like armor and everything, and there's probably maybe it half at the most of the honor guard left, you know, for this coronation. And um, I think maybe we just see him walk, uh, like take his side or his, his spot, like kind of a, like close to or next to the, the emperor, you know? So I probably all three of us have like this, like prestigious role in this coronation. Um, and Pascal, or maybe just the camera. Maybe Pascal doesn't even notice this, but um, we see that other city guard from the, I think the first scene that we had that introduced Pascal that was making fun of him for being the spear child. And then like, um, he turns to the person next to him, like the other city guard person. It's like, oh, I, I know him. That's a spear child. You know, I used to work with him. He was, oh, I could tell from back then he would be, he would save the city one day. Like something like that. All right. Down the road, we got anything? Comet, true to his word, would stay and raise the king, albeit with uh, Sire still attached to him, um, where they had struck up a deal and Comet had convinced Sire to stay, uh, especially in the beginning years because we would have been vulnerable and how easy it would be to pick off weaker and go for conquest but how how more uh how better wow it's late my brain's not working uh the power the pride and the glory of protecting the city against the best of things that are coming i feel would be more tantalizing to steyer to where steyer would stay and defend and albeit Comet would, for himself, have a very tiny little, I wouldn't even say it's a library or a bookstore. It's almost like one of those like public, uh, out throughout the palace, they have those little like book, leave a book, bring a book. And then he would have a library where by day he would be there. And I think it would be really cool if under, under like if there was a basement, there was like a almost like a UFC underground MMA kind of thing where Steyer can let off that steam of where it's just fist, flesh, and blood. Uh, and it helps, you know, anyone else who's feeling as aggressive and pent up as him, possibly the Emperor. Oh, and once a year, the Broken Bells get together and they celebrate the victory. Some years later, maybe uh, Pascal's, uh, what would be, maybe he's got just more uh, salt in his hair now, you know, like uh, it's a little grayer and we're in a completely foreign place. I'm thinking like fantasy, like Japan or China or something. Like it's like very different than Piranese for sure. You're in the and, city uh, of Ryoko Wari. Yeah, oh my god, perfect. Um, and he's at this, like, blacksmith 
Um, and maybe there's like subtitles, like they're speaking a totally different language or something. But he uh, takes off the uh, like the the chest plate for the um, the honor guard, and the blacksmith is kind of looking at it. It's like, oh, I remember this. This is um from Piranese, right? I think I've heard. Uh, I've seen the symbol before. Is that where you're from? Why would you Why would you want to ruin such a work of art? Isn't this highly prestigious? And he's like, uh, well, I, um, I think I want something uh, that means something to me to reforge this. And he's like, oh, but what's this? And he takes out the spear. He's like, so can you do it? He's like, well, I guess so. Let's get to work. And he's going to remake it with that honor guard symbol, I guess. So for Donato, <clears throat> some years have gone by and like uh, he's tried his best to have like this public persona of being like, I'm a very important person who knows a lot of people. Uh, but like as time has gone on, like people have sort of, he hasn't been as successful as he would have liked. Like people were kind of like wise up to the idea that like this guy isn't all that. And there's even like some suspicion about just how heroic he was that <sighs> night, despite his insistence that he was like the hero of the day. But he maintains this position like partly out of like the duke's loyalty to him and like you know he's sort of like hard to get rid of but then like uh when he's not in the public eye like he comes back to his chambers like in the palace and he's like very serious and he's like been working all this time on like the stuff that valorum had left that had let him sort of contact the orcs like whatever sort of like um whatever materials and rituals he had that let him sort of do that kind of thing and he's been working in secret i'm like uh refining it to the point where he's able to do like really minor magic, which would be really uncommon for the humans of this world. And he's gotten to the point like several years later where he has like crafted uh, like some sort of like magical, like like uh, like device, like thermos. He's like, this when given to the right orc is a message that can only mean one thing and he will have to respond. This is the way forward. This is the way we make a lasting change peace with the orcs we never thought possible but the problem is to deliver this message would would some would say it's a suicide mission and then uh the other guy in the room with him sort of like turns around and it's farley and he says just the man for the job Thanks for joining us for this wild ride of Dungeon World, the fate of Blackburn the Lesser, here on This American Nice. Dungeon World, the fate of Blackburn the Lesser was a game that included the voice talents of Carl as Donato Amalfitano, David as Pascal Spearchild, and Justin as Comet. Previously, Jared had been Farley. Austin was your game master. Dungeon World is a game by Adam Cobell and Sage Latora. Music for this episode included Winter is Coming Adagio, First Spring by D.E.N. Key, Inner Sanctuary by Gotama, Gamala by E's Jammy Jams, and Glacier Bells, which you hear right now, by Daniel Birch. Be sure to join us next week for another exciting episode of This American Dice. Thursdays, we've got our long games, and coming up, if it hasn't already come out, is Scale and Shadow, our Dungeon World game. So if you liked this, you're going to love that. Fridays are our short games, so check those out. And every Saturday and Sunday on YouTube, we have old, long, and short games that are released 
respectively. Be sure to rate, review, like, and subscribe the whole nine yards, and always tell a friend. Till then, we'll see you later on this American Nice. And now for a little behind-the-scenes peek at some of the stuff we came up with. Carl, are you enjoying uh, Motivation Exposition Theater? I'm not sure what you mean, but yes. Oh. <laughs> this this part of the game where I'm just like, here's everyone's motivation. Oh, no, no, it's good. It, it's necessary. Uh, it's like the part of the Scooby-Doo mystery where it's like, we're at the end of the episode, so we need to tell you like what was really happening. I, I mean, I yeah. appreciate it. I also created these characters and I was like, I wanted them to have specific, these very dis, like specific motivations that seem like one thing, but they're actually motivated by a slightly different thing. Yeah, that makes sense. That like, like, oh, obviously you'd want to be in charge. I don't want to be in charge. This is my actual thing. I, obviously I, you're, yeah. Yeah, I actually like everything about Bologna. My, my only thing I'm raising my eyebrow is the idea that like, oh, I would hate the idea that this guy wants to do battle with the orcs in any way. So let me just have them kill everybody in the city. I mean, that's, that's a terrible plan. <laughs> but but I, I get, like, I think his motivation is cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would think, I would say his... His reasoning would be it will be so much worse if we really go to war with them rather mm -hmm. than this like raid that mostly focuses in on like the palace and that kind of and those folks. So it's almost like a strike, which would like suggest was there like any sort of like a coordination with the orcs? I'm curious about that. Oh, um, hey, that could be something you find in your. I'm I'm going to go ahead and tell you. And maybe you can incorporate this into your epilogue stuff. He is the one who was able to do that. Like through his kind of divine magic, he was able to contact them and was aware of their prophecies. Okay. Or maybe we could even say he's the one who put the idea of that prophecy in Woundweaver Yorag's head. Okay. And then it was like, okay, we'll rile this group of orcs up enough to get over here. And then Sir Stephanie says, all right, we'll leave the back door open and me and my people will hide while you guys fucking rampage through the palace. That and, makes sense. uh, yeah. And so yes. I from my from my perspective, Valorum both Stephanie and Valorum always planned to very palace intrigue get rid of one another. Mm. The difference was with Valorum, he would be fine if he was also gotten rid of in the process, whereas Sir Stephanie would not be okay with that. That's cool. Where That's like I was I was gonna have a thing of like if you guys confronted him. He would be like, all right, well, we need to make sure that Farley is taken care of because he's a bad guy assassin and Sir Stephanie's an evil traitor. And it's like, well, you are a traitor too. And it's like, yes, but I'll help you get rid of the other traitors. Then kill me later. I was half expecting him to kill himself. That's it. Oh, yeah. That was good. All right. Great game. It almost only took us uh, nine, nine or so sessions. Yeah, the old, yeah. the old Austin mate. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, it was fun. I'm glad you liked it. I know it was uh, yeah. tough through some points. I had a again. My original plan was session one. We would probably set some stuff up in, and so session one slash two, you would be at those like ruins in the orc quarter. Session three, you would deal with. Um, Session two or three, you would deal with Woundweaver Yorag. Session three or four, you would deal with the honor guard who were trying to defend the Duke. And then session five, 
four or five, you'd bring him back and figure out the the plot. That was ambitious. That's scary. <laughs> I had no complaints. Didn't work out. It. No, I had a great time. Schedule. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, any parting thoughts before I end the recording? Yeah, let's do it again. Right. Yeah, from the beginning. Yeah, All right, so right. Now, first All off. Right. So there you are. There's orcs that attack. Ah. Yeah. Oh, we hate that. 